Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Next, I want to talk to you about post-pandemic dating. So during the pandemic, people's ability to make meaningful connections were really affected, not least those who are single and, you know, maybe they're not single by choice. All the places that you would meet someone at a wedding, on holidays, in a pub or a nightclub, all gone, all off the table as an option and it left online as the only viable alternative. So what's the legacy of that and how has dating changed and what's different now? Joining us on the line is Mairead Lockman, who is an Irish matchmaker and dating specialist. How are you, Mairead? I'm great, Aideen. Thanks for having me on. Tell me what you've noticed about post-pandemic dating and how we are now as a society. First of all, I would definitely say that dating is back to normal if we know what normal is. You know, everybody's, I suppose, making a a bigger effort. They're being a lot more proactive. Um, People that maybe had never done online dating before are like dipping their toe in the water to see what they can do. Um, I'm certainly saying to my clients, as well as doing matchmaking with myself, get out there and enjoy life again. Organise weekends away, go to places that serve good Guinness, you know, as opposed to the cocktail bars if you're looking for a guy and vice versa, you know, if it's a guy looking for a lady. So what I'm saying to people is just get out there and be proactive. Um, I would definitely say that the type of client that comes to me for matchmaking is more realistic. They're not looking to settle. So they... They're not looking rather, to settle. They're not. They Interesting. Would rather, they would much rather wait and meet the right type of person. Um, they're very clear maybe on the type of person that they would like to meet. They're very realistic on who they are when they're going out on dates and they're also very real- realistic in the type of people they could be meeting. Um, so I suppose I'm not seeing any kind of great panic or anything like that. I think people are like, look, we've we've kind of lost two years. Let's get going and be proactive and have fun doing it. It kind of depends on what stage and age you are, doesn't it, Raid? Because yeah. I'm thinking, okay, if I put myself in the situation, I'm in my late 30s. I was 36 when the pandemic started. If I was single and I didn't have a child and I wanted to have a child, I would be looking at my biological clock on my wrist mm-hmm. going and hearing it going tick, 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 tick. And really two years at that stage of life is actually very very disruptive, very life-altering. Absolutely. You know, I've sent over 7,000 people on dates since 2016. So I've seen kind of pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. And what we're seeing is a huge increase in the amount of females that are maybe in their late 30s that are getting their eggs frozen, maybe buying a little bit of time. But there's also ladies that are like, you know, if I meet the right person, great, but I'm not like under any huge huge, you know, um, pressure. But also I think people have educated themselves as well. They're maybe going getting their fertility tested, those sorts of things when it comes to biological clock. But what I think a lot of people might be surprised about is the amount of men that come to me and they're like, you know what, I went and got my sperm checked and see, you know, what way I am because I myself have my own podcast. It's called Would Like to Meet. I had fertility expert on Helena Tuberty at the beginning of the pandemic because this is one thing that everybody was, you know, really fretting about. When's this going to end? Mm. And we did talk about, you know, fertility and age. So obviously biological clock. Obviously, I talk as much as possible about things that are relevant to dating. Um, So yes, biological clock does come into it. But I also think, you know, the type of person that comes to me tends to be a little bit more educated when it comes to educating themselves on topics that are important to them, like fertility, like trying to get a mortgage when you're single, the real the yeah. real kind of life decisions. So again, they're really looking to meet someone that's going to enhance their life over making a quick decision. 
That's interesting because I think, you know, the pressure would be on after two years if having a child was something that was really top of your priority list. You'd be thinking the next person I have to meet has to be the one because we have to have a little bedding in period. You know, you can't just jump straight into it. So are people feeling that sort of, you know, uh, putting a lot on the fact that the next person has to be the person they're going to settle down with? Yeah, I think they're being realistic as well. I think they're not wasting time with someone that's maybe life choices are not aligned to them. So, you know, they are asking questions maybe a little bit sooner in the dating. But again, being relaxed about it, saying, you know, what are you looking from from a partner? Are you open to having a family? Is it something you'd like in the next next five to 10 years versus the next two to three years? So there is a kind of a conversation being had and communication. Now, obviously, anybody that comes to me for matchmaking, I ask those questions for them. So they, I'm not going to match somebody um, on a date, or two people on a date. So people that maybe want to have kids in the next two to three years versus somebody's like, no, like I've, you know, other life choices first and I push it out five to 10 years. I also say to men, try and come to me as early as possible. Like I've had men of all ages coming to me, I mean, right into their 60s even that would like to have kids. So like a conversation needs to be had there because when you are picking a life partner and you are dating again, it's not just, you know, um, I'd like to have someone in my life. It's not as simple as, okay, today I've got up, I've decided I want to meet somebody. It is more difficult like that the further you are into your life. So I think in your 20s, you're maybe not as established yourself. You maybe don't know as much what you want. But also I think the older we get, we know as well what we don't want. So I think it's very important to maybe look at the bigger picture. Um, But absolutely, I think, um, you know, people are being realistic. People are still choosing but they're aligning themselves to the type of person you know that someone that that wants a similar life journey they are asking the questions and communicating better at the beginning you mentioned that people that kind of come to you have kind of done a bit of work i suppose maybe on educating themselves in this area does that go to to emotional intelligence as well you know in terms of looking at what personality type they are what they can take responsibility for you know as opposed to blaming dating apps going i can't find anyone on it that maybe it's something about themselves Yes, I'm also I'm saying to people, be more proactive with your dating. Like I get clients that are like, oh, I'm exhausted by dating. And I say to them, well, when's the last time you're on date? And they're like five years ago. Like to me, you're not actively dating if the last time you're on date is five years ago. I would say to clients, you should be trying to go on a date at least once a month if you're proactive and serious about meeting someone. Otherwise, you are going to get exhausted. Like get the pace up a little bit. Give it a good blast for six months, but have fun doing it. You know, don't get overly invested. If you're meeting someone off a dating app, you have to remember as well, like it's a meet and greet for the first date. It's not a proper date because you have to see the science behind dating. So people have pheromones and essentially your bodies are trying to figure out that if you were to have babies, would they have a diverse gene pool? So it doesn't matter how great the conversation is online. You have to meet somebody in person for you to figure out if you have chemistry. There is no such thing as just having chemistry online you have to have the physical chemistry and like I suppose a huge thing that's been talked about at the moment on social media is catfishing Mm. um, as well and everything that comes in from that and I suppose that's a whole other topic but again you know you have to meet somebody um, and that was part of the issue with that you know people not being meeting up when they say they're going to or turning up for dates so you know there's a there's a lot of things and a lot of factors that have to be brought in when you're dating. You mentioned there that dating is back to pre-pandemic levels, but is the dating landscape the same as it was or how has it changed? I think the dating landscape is still similar. Obviously, the type of places you can meet people, uh, but I definitely think people are making more of an effort. I think 
there's people that, as I said, hadn't gone on dates in five years and all of a sudden are going on a date a month. So they are being more proactive. I suppose they listen to things like my own podcast and or blogs, read some of my blogs about how to meet somebody and how to date. We'll say to start, set your boundaries properly, get into a healthy relationship, all of those things. So, yeah, I would say it has definitely returned, but I think people are a lot more... They're not wasting opportunities, first of all. I think uh, it was very funny when people started to return to the office straight away. I started getting a huge amount more inquiries about, you know, how do you ask someone out on a date that you work with and everything. It was like you could nearly see the visual within a week that they were back in the office and, and Zoom had now turned into real life. So, yes, I would say it has definitely returned back to um pre-pandemic I think people are dating smarter they're dating with a little bit more quality over quantity not just you know going on one date I'd say some people are dating multiple people whereas other people were dating multiple people are now only dating one that's the thing about dating there is no rules so Mm. it's how you feel it's how you know what feels right for you and I would always say trust your gut if it doesn't seem right that's not right for you Ask the questions. Don't just wander through dating. Ask them, what are you looking for? And be clear that you're not like wasting a, a weekend or meeting up again, meeting up in public as opposed to going to each other's house, which is a lot safer. During, unfortunately, during lockdown, we would have seen a lot of people taking unnecessary risks because they couldn't meet up. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's in a good place, what I would say, dating. There's never been as many single people in Ireland as there is at the moment, but there's never been as many single people actively looking to find long-term real love. Oh, well, that is just the perfect note to end on. A nice, upbeat, optimistic point. Mairead Lockman, thank you very much. Irish matchmaker and dating specialist, thank you very much for that. Good news for you guys. But if you are uh, if you are struggling with that or maybe the dating fatigue that Mairead mentioned there, you can get in touch with us, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. Coming up next, our consumer expert Sinead Ryan on what your rights are if the airport delays caused you to miss your flight. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.